Welcome to Soul Lies, where the spiritual and the soul crosses paths. Stay tuned to learn ways to grow your spiritual understanding in order to realize your soul beliefs. This podcast will help you learn the truth and propel you towards freedom in Christ Jesus. This is Jenny Fouts, licensed counselor in Louisiana at Christian Center Shreveport. Welcome back, everyone. Or I should say, me, welcome back, but I'm glad that you guys are here this week. I have um, finished teaching my classes at the Alpha School here in Christian Center, and now I'm coming back to being able to do some time with some podcasts. And I hope that this week will bless you. I have been studying and reading about depression. And so this week we're going to start our discussion on depression. Many, many people have it. It's, you know, it's rampant in the church just as much as it's rampant out in the world. It's growing exponentially to the point that even our water supplies pick up that there's antidepressants in the water because so many people are taking them and it's passing, you know, through your body. I wanted to be able to bring some um, new founded ideas to you. And if you know someone who is suffering with depression or you have suffered with depression, hopefully you can take some of these things and do your own research and seek out um, answers for you that you need. But I want to start today with Psalms 40 verses 1 through 3. Of course, this is a psalm of David, right? I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined me to hear and heard my cry. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Doesn't this sound like someone who is in the depths of the pit of despair, the pit of destruction, sometimes it's called the pit of despair, out of the miry bog. You feel like sometimes you're just foggy headed, you can't think right, you're, you know, you just kind of muddle through your life. Well, David was expressing this, but in this same verse that he gives to us, this is what the Lord brought him out of, and he set his feet upon that rock, which we have, David did not have, but we have as the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our rock, making our steps secure. So this is the hope of, you know, depression and where we are of where Christ and what Christ can do. Now I'm going to throw some things at you of some history of depression and um, I hope you can find this interesting for yourself but one in five U.S. adults is taking at least one drug for psychiatric problems. Nearly one in four middle-aged women in the United States is taking antidepressants. Around one, and this has floored me too, around one in ten boys at American high school has been given a powerful stimulant 
to make them focus. And addiction to illegal drugs is, you know, off the chart right now. So much so that the lifespan, life expectancy of white men is declining for the first time in the entire peacetime history of the United States. It is so rampant for us just running to the doctor, wanting to take the pill to make us feel better, instead of doing some of the hard work that we need to do internally to make us feel better. You know, we want to run to the doctor because, you know, the doctor does have pills that make you feel better. If your thyroid is out of whack, they give you some thyroid medicine and you feel better. If your hormones out of whack, they straighten it up. If your blood pressure is out of whack. So doctors do have meds that can make you feel better and, and help you. But what is just being discovered about some of these psychiatric drugs and how that happens? Now, we've just lived through several years of life where um, things were shut down, things were closed up. And we've all experienced now that depression from that time has exponentially grown, especially in teenagers. And it is a very significant part of why depression happens at all. And it's hard to um, give teenagers antidepressants because of the way the side effects of these chemical drugs work. It can actually make them more suicidal for kids. If you're an adult, it, it doesn't, but for kids, it can. So one of the studies and one of the things that are coming out is saying that depression is not just, oh, my brain chemical is messed up. My brain chemical is messed up. And that you're, you need a drug to help straighten out your serotonins and your, your uptakes and your intakes and your dopamines and things like that. They're actually discovering that depression is actually coming from many other signs and many other symptoms and that they don't actually have with I know that you might understand with some of the drug companies they don't actually have the kind of research that actually supports the idea that your brain is chemically unbalanced now there are now we're talking about depression there are um, specific psychological mental health issues that are very specifically brain function issues that are chemically imbalanced you know like like bipolar but in this study, what they're talking about is just depression. So what happens when someone goes, they talk to the doctor saying, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling depressed. And the doctor gives them, you know, Paxil, gives them Prozac, gives them Lexapro. That was, you know, big for many years. And then you have all these side effects. So what is happening? If all these drug companies are pushing these drugs, saying that they're going to help cure your depression, you will no longer be depressed. It's not true. The studies have found now people who are on medication are actually still depressed. They're still feeling depressed. They have this idea because they're taking medicine that somehow or another they're going to magically get out of it. Nobody really 
pays close attention to, hey, I'm still feeling depressed. And they're discovering that some of these medicines um, have only a very short-term, useful term, a time limit on it, like a couple of months. And that after that, your body readjusts and gets used to it and absorbs it. And and some of you who have been on antidepressants maybe for a long time, you know this, that after a while the antidepressant kind of feels like it's not working anymore as so you go back and the doctor will change you to a different kind. And you'll get a, another what they call a short-term boost from this drug that you're taking, and then it stops working altogether. So after that short-term boost, they've also discovered the placebo effect. And we all know that there's a placebo effect in most situations. And um, sometimes, you know, I'm like, well, I don't care if it's, if it's a placebo effect. If it's working, then it's working. Then praise God, you know. But with these drugs and the drug trials and the things that they've done and what's come out from these drug companies who produce these drugs, who give it to the psychiatrist and, you know, the whole big pharma um, idea is is that there's there's a placebo effect that works just as good as if the people were actually getting the real thing. Um, he says the evidence from the clinical trial suggests that the antidepressant effects effects are largely a placebo effect, but the side effects are most the results of chemicals of the chemicals themselves and they can be severe you know some of the side effects from antidepressant drugs are are really bad and you can some of those side effects that you might could get don't ever go away um, so the chemical reaction of what's going on inside of your brain when someone does take a antidepressant um, you get this boost, right? Whether it's placebo, which they're saying most of the time is placebo. And um, I will put the name of the book that I'm using and that I'm working from down in the descriptions. And you, if you want to do further research, then I suggest that you get this book or you do your own research. It brings up many, many different studies and who's studying it, who's doing it. Of course, you're not going to hear a lot about it um, because you know, antidepressants make a lot of money. So part of what he is saying is the severity, you get a placebo effect, but the severity of some of the side effects are worse than you feeling depressed and being able to, you know, work through it. You know, our bodies weren't really made for depression. And the way that God made us he didn't make our bodies to have the abilities of when we feel depressed. And I'm not talking about, oh, I'm, ha I'm having a sad day or, you know, someone just died and you're, you're feeling grief, that you're walking through this grief. What we're talking about is a generalized sadness that, that you've had for a long time. That's part of what depression is, not a situational, my house burned down and I'm grieving, I'm sad, you know, you have that situational um, depression that is normal. 
it's normal for you to go through a grieving process when you've lost, you know, a loved one, especially one that is unexpected. So God did not make our bodies to hold on to this sadness, to have this kind of long-term issues. Our bodies just don't do well with it. And we often come up with other kind of symptoms that our body tells us, hey, you got things you got to deal with. But you got to take heart because the Lord Jesus has made a way through this. Well, he will set your feet upon the rock and make your steps secure. So I hope you guys can ponder on this and maybe it can just bring a little bit of thinking and getting you to start investigating or thinking about it and investigate for yourselves. I look forward to speaking with you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Soul Lies is meant for information only. It is not a substitute for counseling.